Hi, Jacqueline. Hi, Taylor. Welcome, everyone, to episode 13, lucky number 13 of the Honey and Heart podcast. Ooh, lucky number it ties in to today's oh, theme. Okay, it does. Whoa, um, we're already doing it, you guys. We are. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be talking about manifestation today on the pod. We release new episodes every other Wednesday, and you can follow us on Instagram at Honey and Heart Pod. Or check out our website at honeyandheartpod.com where you can sign up for our email list. So you'll never have to remember which Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) And for those of you who are part of our community, thank you so much for being here. It's been such a journey even so far, and we're excited to keep it going. As always, shout out to the Bo McDowell for helping add to the Honey and Heart playlist soundtrack with our lovely intro music. And before we get into today's topic, just want to touch on again, I believe this episode is going to be last week of May, so we're just rounding out Mental Health Awareness Month as well as Asian American and Pacific Islander Awareness and Heritage Month. So be sure to be following us on social media and be checking in with the pod because although this month is really highlighting both of those causes and we're sharing resources and continuing the conversation Both of those should be conversations we have year-round, and we look forward to doing so. So check in with yourself on your mental health, and let's be sure that we're sharing love to our community members and making sure that those in the Asian American and Pacific Islander communities know that they're not alone. Yeah, especially during this time where obviously we've seen a lot of heightened racism against their communities in the news. Jacqueline and I are very passionate about being advocates for all sorts of communities, um, especially those that we feel are underrepresented. So hopefully we're doing a decent job of that, especially over on Instagram, and we're open to ways to do it better. So (laughs) today uh, we're going to talk about manifesting a little bit and what we want to manifest on the pod. That would be... uh, fun little conversation. And with manifesting, we you got to be specific. So today we really wanted to chat about who are three people we would want to have on the pod. So obviously there's hundreds. But now that we're a couple months in and we're officially in double digits, we want to start really opening up this conversation. Taylor and I have become more comfortable with hosting the podcast, hopefully you can tell by listening. (laughs) Um, It's only getting better and we're excited to include other people. So this is specifically for people who we think would be like fun on the podcast, bring a good light. Obviously we have our stands, mine, Beyonce, Taylor's, Lady Gaga, number one choices always, but we want people who would really help bring something to our community with where we're at right now. If mm-hmm. Beyonce even so much as knew I existed, I would combust. So Same. Oh, we're, <laughs> we're working our way. Working our way up to that. But um, we thought we'd kick it off with a little bit of discourse on manifestation. There's, like with anything in life, there are issues, there are good things. It's never black and white. <laughs> yes. I've learned about manifestation through a few different avenues in life. And I think 
obviously the spiritual community talks about it a lot. And sometimes the spiritual community has some major issues with not recognizing privilege or becoming gurus. In kind of just blind spots. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like just like blind spots in their understanding and blind spots in their experience that when they speak on it, it it sometimes can, uh, sometimes doesn't all work. They have blind spots and when they speak on it, sometimes it can lead to more issues. Mm -hmm. But really, we today just want to talk about manifesting just in its basic concepts. Mm -hmm. I think for me, the first time I really heard about this and it clicked was I had a friend who was like, imagine you're learning guitar and you don't tell anyone you're learning guitar. So you practice every day and you get like decently good and you play in your room and that's it. And you watch YouTube videos and that's it. But imagine you're learning guitar and you're talking with your friends about it. And your friend says, oh, actually, I have another friend who's learning guitar. Now you have someone who you can learn with because you're putting that out into the universe. Or even more so, maybe you're really, really good at guitar and you're talking about it. And someone says, actually, my friend's wanting to start a band because you put your intentions out there and you acted on them and continued to act on them. You set yourself up for success. Lately, I've been really harping on this line of like making your own luck. I do think that luck comes into play at times, but a lot of times it's because people set themselves up to be ready when opportunities presented themselves. Mm -hmm. So even if manifesting feels a little woo-woo, I really do think that just like breaking it down to brass tacks, it's a worthwhile practice to incorporate in your life. Yeah, definitely. I think too, manifesting... I mean, there was the movie The Secret, which I think is a little past our time. Like, I never watched it. I've definitely heard about it because the basic, like, the teachings behind that movie came from Esther Hicks and Abraham. If you haven't heard about, if you're, like, in the spiritual community, you've probably heard about them. I think it can be, don't go look them up necessarily unless you're, like, (laughs) into the woo-woo. I think it could be a, a turnoff for some people depending on where you're at. But I, I like that movie totally blew it out of proportion too, where it's like it got a little MLM y to me. Where it's hmm. like you too can manifest this Lamborghini and a million dollars in your bank account by just matching the vibration of that. And you know, life's a little it's a little more complicated than that. Like it is that, but it's also not just that. It's not. And so I think that's where people can get caught up. And it's still hard. Like, I'm still trying to understand manifestation for myself and in my own life, too. I have had a few things that I've wanted to manifest that ha- that I've successfully done so. So that that was like the first time I was actually trying to manifest something. So it was really interesting um, to see that it could work. Obviously, what is that quote? Dreams don't work unless you do, right? I mean, it's still, yeah, it's still true. Like you can't just sit on your couch and a million dollars will appear in your bank account. Like that's not how it's going to work. But I did like the one time I actually sat down, I like turned on some vibey music, lit a candle and journaled about and meditated on essentially about a couple of things that I wanted 
One of them was very specific, which was uh, a best friend local to Sacramento, which I definitely got, which was awesome. And it was like maybe a few months after. So I found her. (laughs) And then um, the second thing was a little more general, which I wanted clarity on what to do next. I was like really struggling a lot internally with like figuring out my purpose in life. And so I was like, all I want is just some clarity in this realm. (laughs) So whatever you will offer to me universe, I will take it. And, um, that kind of led to the idea of this podcast. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And look at us here. We're doing it. (laughs) So just like definition wise, manifestation is bringing something tangible into your life through attraction and belief. If you think it, it will come. So very much so what Taylor and I were saying, and it's similar to that, like just law of attraction, you're putting it out there, it'll come back to you and you have to make proactive steps to make it happen. So that's why we are doing this episode too. We're excited to continue to grow. And although this is just kind of like a fun exercise for us to share with all of you, especially last month, we did our spring journaling series, which was really an opportunity for us to like meditate and manifest on a few different ideas. Now we're trying our best to bring it into practice. And if anybody has ever like made a vision board or journaled on ideas or anything like that, meditated, even just said affirmations in the mirror, like these are all under the umbrella of like manifesting. And so if you've done that, you've already done manifesting. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes it's like, oh, I don't know how to do it. But really, it's just one of those things that once you do it, you've done it and you can do it again. And it's also like one of those catch 22s where you like don't want to be thinking about it too much. Like you don't want to try too hard because that kind of has the opposite effect sometimes of what you're looking for. And then if you're not into the woo-woo, I think from like a scientific perspective, it's uh, like the law of attraction, right, is just about energy, which from a physics perspective is everything is energy, right? And it can't be destroyed, right? Energy just transfers to something else. So, and like attracts like, and those are all Mm -hmm. principles of basic physics. So I think if you you know, some people don't like the spiritual aspect of it, which is fine. It's not for everyone. And if you look at it from a scientific perspective, I think manifestation also works with some of those laws of our universe, which is kind of fun. So you can look at it from both perspectives and find a way to make it work for you, even if it's just, you know, reinforcing something positive that you want to believe. It's kind of like habit building in that way. Um, You keep saying something over and over and it truly helps you believe it, right? Like from a neuro neuroscience perspective. Nope, I'm not the... (laughs) I was like, I am not the one to be able to know this word. (laughs) Yeah, like from a neuroscience perspective, like changing your... and like rewiring your brain Mm -hmm. to have a different belief than what you currently have. You do that through repetition, right? That's how our brain built certain beliefs it carries now it's because it was exposed to that one belief over and over so just wanted to add that in there but if you're not into the woo-woo I am but (laughs) (laughs) well and it's also one of those things like I think unfortunately 
we're all really good at reinforcing the negative. It's really easy for us to take something like that and run with it and let's make a practice. And even if in your day-to-day you find yourself harping on the negative, I think to just include a practice where you have positive thought is really important. And that's kind of what we're trying to do here. So with that, we want to talk about Honey and Heart's future and the types of conversations and connections that we could have with people on this podcast. So that led us to each come to this recording. I was going to say come to the table, but that felt too much like Red Table Talk, but I said it anyway. We're each coming to this podcast with three people. So Taylor and I have not told each other who our dream guests are. So I'm kind of excited to see who yours are. Mm -hmm. And um, we just want to talk about them and share them with you all. Before we get started, I do have two honorable mentions. One is Dak Shepard, because I talk about his podcast a lot on this podcast and in my life. And I think that that was one of the first podcasts where I really did feel like a community of the podcast. And I appreciated the conversations that were had there and the fact that they could be fun, funny, and intellectual. So that's something that means a lot to me. And I have another honorable mention, which maybe I should wait till the end because I would, okay, I'll wait till the end and we'll see <laughs> if the other honorable mention comes up. Yeah, I and, think you might. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So Taylor, do you want to start us off with your first one? Yeah. So my first one, I'm going to bumper to my number two because I think it might be the same as your okay. number two based on these initials here. Oh, okay. We'll see But my number one would be Elizabeth Gilbert. So if you don't know her, she she wrote Big Magic. Um, She's an author. I don't really know how else she describes herself. Um, But she's like a, I think she's an artist. Wait, let me start over Mm -hmm. because I should know. Artist, journalist, and author. Yeah. So Big Magic is about, it's one of those books that I would say, oh, duh. Okay, so Liz Gilbert, she also, not only did she write Big Magic, she wrote Eat, Pray, Love. I just Googled that, duh. and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I found, I, I haven't read Eat, Pray, Love, to be honest, okay. but obviously that's a pretty big hit. It, it got was. turned into a movie mm-hmm. deal. But um, So she's also an artist, and she wrote Big Magic, which is about your creative process being magical, I guess, um, and very important for the human experience. Um, and that's one of those books that I want to read every year. It's so good. And I feel like the perspective she could bring for us on the podcast too. I mean, just her, her wisdom and knowledge (laughs) would be fun to have her on because not only is that that book was like so fun to read and like down to earth. It's not one of those self-help books that like feels super stiff. Yeah. And it just it gets you excited about life. And I think if someone could write a book that makes you excited about life, imagine the types of conversations you can have with them. I love that. Yeah. So like I actually don't recognize her name at all. I definitely know about Eat Pray Love and I think I've heard of Big Magic, but I'm wanting to start getting more into reading, which I used to read like crazy until probably college. And then I haven't really been able to stick with anything. But maybe next time you want to read Big Magic, we could read it like with Honey and Heart. Maybe we could open it yeah. up and we could all read it. 
Yeah, I would love to do that. So um, I guess the subtitle for Big Magic, it's been almost about a year now since I read it. I've recommended it to a few of my friends, but it's Creative Living Beyond Fear. Yeah, so it's really exciting. It's just about, you know, I think a lot in times in our culture, like the creative process or just the arts in general gets this reputation that it's not necessary. Yeah, or it's valuable. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's like one of the most valuable things. It's like how we process the world around us is through art and interpretation. So definitely love her and her book. So. Oh my gosh, I love that. All right. Yeah. All right, now my first pick, Laverne Cox. <gasps> mm. So... <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just so obsessed with her, and I think the obsession, for those of you who don't know, Laverne Cox is an actress, advocate, and producer. I think she first was introduced to the world um, as an actress on Orange is the New Black, which I kind of watched a couple episodes of and would maybe recognize her from, but I wasn't a big Orange is the New Black person, but Mm. I started last year I actually like wanted to make an effort to start following more people on social media who kind of brought different perspectives and Laverne Cox was one of those people and I'd say I do that every so often I'll do like a mass follow and then the people who stick stick and then some other people kind of fall off but I wanted to follow people on social media who I thought were like inspiring and fun and still were like doing Instagram well like I mean I love a meme all right I I love when I see them and so Laverne Cox she's such a light she's so fun and also her documentary Disclosure If you haven't watched it, I so highly recommend it. It talks about the narrative of transgender people in media, especially in like television and movies, and how it's changed over the years. And in watching it, it really showed me like so much of my bias and stereotype does come from like the media that we consume. And knowing that she backed this project and she's a big part of the documentary as well. But I was just so impressed by her and her story. She's an amazing transgender woman who has worked her way up from the deep South to be a Emmy nominated actress. I think she's amazing. And Mm -hmm. also she has such a beautiful voice that I just thought her coming through your headphones. I think she has her own podcast that just recently started. So I'm going to have to listen to it. But her coming through your headphones in a conversation with us, I just thought she would be so fun and inspiring, and I would just love to talk to her. Yeah, she um, has one of those voices that just, like, feels like a hug, right? Mm -hmm. And I was a pretty big Orange is the New Black fan to, like, the last couple of seasons, and her character on there is absolutely fantastic. And... I actually saw her speak at Arizona State in oh, 2015. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, she came out there for, I think it was like Pride Week or something. Mm-hmm. I like had to Google to get the year right. But that is like her speech just moved me and touched me in so many ways. I remember crying for like half of it. Oh, really? I just think she is yeah. truly so inspiring and I think with that, it's like she's well-spoken. Like she really presents totally. herself and her side and her story so well. And I'm really excited about her podcast too because I think that's going to be a really good medium for her. Yeah, definitely. I love her. 
All right. Guess number two. For you? You go, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Do you think it's the same? Well, what Brene. if it's Brene motherfucking Brown? Yeah, come on. <laughs> I'm like, BB, girl, I know who that is. <laughs> so Taylor and I have the same number two. Of course. Oh, she yeah? was going to okay. be my number one. Yeah, that's okay. why I was like, okay, got to rearrange a little bit in my head. But our girl, Brene, I have been a Brene fan for a few yeah. years now. And she just gets me in all my feels. I think I've read three mm-hmm. books, three books of hers right now, but, and maybe I'll, maybe we'll make a post of like yeah. Brene Brown books on our Instagram. And there's like kind of an order I would recommend them in because I would say some of them build mm-hmm. on like some of the topics from her first, I think her first book yeah. was The Gifts of Imperfection. And then I've read Daring Greatly, and that kind of builds off of what's in The Gifts of Imperfection. So I read them opposite. <laughs> I recommend reading them the other way. But if you don't know Brene Brown, she is a researcher on... Vulnerability, I think. Shame and... Yes, shame. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and basically the human experience. is what she researches and what she's found in her research and how, and she's a Southern girl from Texas, got a sweet little accent and yeah, her whole, just her, the way that she's able to take the information, especially like from research, which can sometimes be like a bit heady to understand like from academia and how she is able to um, share her mm-hmm. findings, I think, is just so relatable and so comforting. And the work she's doing, I truly feel like you don't hear me say this yeah. often, but it is the work of the Lord. Um, and she actually is a professor, which I really appreciate. And I don't think that everybody has to come from academia to have something worth while and like something worth saying but I do think that the amount of research and knowledge that she's been able to accrue and the way that she shares it is really what's so impactful so she's a professor at the University of Texas Austin and I was actually introduced to her first through like her TED talks her TED talk then I think her Netflix special which it's funny because it's like a, it's like you're going to see a talk, but it's like very funny and fun, and so is she. And then I've kind of gotten into knowing that she's an author, but I think that just everything she's done, I've been really impressed by her. And I think she also does such a good job at being a real like advocate and ally for people and sharing it in a compassionate but fact-based way. Like even I think she collaborates with Laverne Cox a lot and seeing their conversations I've thought are just like so amazing. Yeah, it's funny through my work, I use this software called Procore. Um, It's like a construction software, but they had, they're a pretty progressive tech company and they had a whole conference and they had like a fireside chat with Brene Brown and I went to the conference and I was like, (laughs) oh my God, so excited. I tell everyone at work about Brene Mm -hmm. Brown. I say, you all need to read something by her. Just her work is really transformative and it's necessary (laughs) for real. So to have her on this podcast would be insane. She was also in, um, 
wine country that like, like Amy Poehler and Maya Rudolph movie. I think Tina Fey's in that. <laughs> yeah, there's. Oh, that's so funny because I think that maybe that was the first time I heard about Bene Brown. So I do think that Bene Brown maybe like struck with older women and then has made her way down, which yeah. that makes me like love and respect her even more because I think sometimes there is a lot of a divide between like the young woman experience and the like middle aged woman experience, but she really bridges the gap. Mm-hmm. And there's a part in Wine Country when Amy Poehler is like geeking out over Brene Brown and she's like, um, I need some boundaries. Please leave. Yeah, she's so funny. <laughs> I, I don't think I knew what boundaries were before I heard them from Brene. So she is awesome. But yeah, that scene kills me because <laughs> they like just want to ask her a million questions about how to be a person pretty much. yeah <laughs> like what do i do in this situation and she's like i'm out to dinner with friends so please leave just go yeah. sit down <laughs> <laughs> love her all right do you want to do your number three or do you want to end with your number three maybe i'll do mine because i feel like we may reconnect with your number three yeah. as well yeah let's do okay. that all right so my number three is actually nicole ritchie <gasps> Whoa, surprise. Yeah, I, but I thought love it. so. Me too. Um, <laughs> it, I kind of had a list of people in my phone. And then when Nicole Richie like hit my brain, I like deleted a bunch of other people. And I was like, no, Nicole Richie. Because I think that she's done a really good job like actively choosing to be a leader in the way that she like navigates Hollywood. And I think she does it in like a funny way. Mm-hmm. But to have started out on like – the simple life and to have been like her and Paris Hilton and now know that she's like a mom actress and advocate that's the head of a fashion line I just think is so amazing and there's one like meme of the simple life that I thought of that made me really really want her on (laughs) and I wonder if I can pull up the video and play the audio okay please I hope she doesn't sue I probably not I don't think we're big enough for that (laughs) simple life Nicole Richie let's see if I let's see if I know how to keyword search correctly okay it's this part right here So this guy, Nicole, Richie, and Paris Hilton are outside, like, fixing up someone's backyard. And this guy goes, well, we got dumb and dumber out here. Mm. And instantly, like, both girls' heads flip up. James, I have respect for myself, and this is my best friend, so I have respect for her. And I'm being dead honest right now that if you call me dumb or her dumb one more time, I don't care how many steroids you take, how many egg yolks you drink, (laughs) how many push-ups you do, I'm being dead serious i will beat your face in you think i haven't done it i've done it before and i will do it again i really don't care so watch your mouth she's like don't you dare call me or my friend dumb yes and that right there i was like that is energy this podcast needs yes i love her and she's like five two right she is (laughs) and also lionel richie is her dad lionel richie is her dad amazes (laughs) Also, I think that there, there's, like, a lot of really interesting conversations to have with her. Like, you know, mm-hmm. she went from, like, socialite to not. She still navigates in circles with a lot of, like, the hot young Instagram people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the way that she was perceived, like, in the media as this, like, grossly, quote-unquote, grossly skinny woman and really, like, 
make made fun of. Like it was really mm-hmm. mean the way she was treated. I just think that she brings a lot of interesting things to the table and I would love to like have a conversation with her. Yeah. I feel like in my simple life watching days, I definitely related to Nicole more than Paris. Yeah. And thought she was so badass. <laughs> And she's married to a Madden brother. Okay. Good Charlotte, dude. That's Come like on. out of my dream matchups right there. Pretty <laughs> right? much. Oh, and her sister-in-law, Cameron Diaz. <gasps> oh, yeah. <laughs> if they both came on, it was oh. like us and them. I think I Andrew Barrymore while we're at it. Oh, well, my we God. We talked about her on the last episode, but I, um, come on. <laughs> I was obsessed with that Charlie's Angels movie with Drew Barrymore and Cameron Diaz. And I had, like, the soundtrack. And my favorite song on the soundtrack was Sir Mix-a-Lot. Maybe go back. <laughs> and I'm talking, I was like, when did that? I must have been, like, eight nine when that movie came out. Cute, yeah. I knew all the words to Baby Got Back when I was nine years old. <laughs> uh, but i feel like that that's okay but it's just when current nine-year-olds like put it on tiktok that i get like a little scared about yeah yeah agreed definitely and All i right. wasn't right. and that dance that cameron Diaz does is arguably oh. not sexy <laughs> no it's just like very dorky but it's supposed to be yes i love it yeah so yeah Me i'd too. love to have nicole Ooh. oh my god this is getting me. The I'm stories. Like sweating a bit. <laughs> right? Well, so, okay, I'll tell the people too. So, before we get into the third, and Taylor, I feel like we both know who it is. I had an idea the other day that I told Taylor about that was making me sweaty. So, if anybody saw the um, T Pain didn't know about the request folder in his IG tiktok that went viral so i think by the time this comes out it'll probably be like a month ago Mm -hmm. but i had the idea like the day after that went viral that i was like i bet there are a lot of celebrities who are checking their instagrams who are checking their request folder and i just feel like i should shoot my shot and throw out a dm and maybe if i'm at the top of the pile maybe just maybe they'll see it so I was, like, deciding who to send these messages to. I sent them to a good few. But there's a couple of people who I was like, oh, wait, this person? And then when I looked up and saw that they only had, like, 50,000 – not only. Only – that's a lot. 50,000 Instagram followers is a lot. Mm-hmm. But 50,000 Instagram followers means, like, maybe they could actually see my message. Mm-hmm. Like, it's different than Ariana Grande and 200 million Instagram followers. Right. And there was a point where I was like, wait – I don't know that I really want to do this because what happens if somebody actually reads this message and now I'm getting a little bit nervous, but you got to put it out there. For sure. And celebrities, I think, just want us to understand that they're also just people. Yeah. (laughs) Like sometimes they just want to be people and not be celebrities. And even though I would probably fangirl over talking to many, many celebrities, I also want them to feel like I would be cool enough that I could have a talk to them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I guess number three for me, Mr. Adam Grant. Adam Grant. <laughs> who is also an author, is also – what is his – he's like a researcher and author? Yeah, so I think he's at the – he has a podcast. He's a Psychologist. Author and he is a professor – Professor of Duh. Psychology, I think organizational yes. psychology at the Wharton School, which for those of you who don't know, is like one of the premier 
business schools. Um, there are like the Ivy League ones you've heard of, you know, like Harvard, Yale, but then there are the ones that are like so premier that it's like very small list of graduates. And that's the yeah. Wharton School. And I love organizational psychology, um, as nerdy or cringe as that sounds. <laughs> um, add that to our cringe points for the episode. But Adam Grant's work is just amazing. One, uh, He has two books out now. Um, the first one is Give and Take, which I own. I haven't made it all the way through yet, though, so I apologize, Adam. But if we could, if you if you do come on the pod, I will definitely finish it, and I'll read we'll the read second it. one, too, yeah. <laughs> which uh, I'm not going to lie. I have plans to read both. I actually mm-hmm. heard about him first initially through a coworker who's also into reading about organizational mm-hmm. psychology. <laughs> But I love his perspective. I would love to have a man on the podcast, too. I think that is, like, one of the issues that we have with, like, communicating ideas sometimes. Or that I have. Okay, I'm not going to include you all in this. But (laughs) a lot of, unfortunately, I feel like a lot of men would rather listen to a man talk about things or learn from a man, which, Mm -hmm. you know, I would rather learn from a woman. So I'm not saying that that's necessarily bad, but sometimes it can be difficult when you're trying to communicate your perspective and it's just not registering (laughs) as well. And I feel like having Adam Grant out to talk about those things or just like his work in general, talking about these things, I feel like I don't see a lot of men talking about shame and vulnerability and bettering the workplace I feel like a lot of these conversations are driven by women but unfortunately I feel like they're more impactful coming from a man and so I think it would be cool to have him on and to have him on this women's podcast and to even know that we're like paying attention I don't know (laughs) yeah well and I mean in a way to have him on I think for like Adam and Brene specifically, knowing the type of work that they put out there, the fact that for them to be on our podcast would mean that we're on their radar in some way, which is just honestly a huge compliment. Like it it would feel really like mm-hmm. affirming, like in a universal affirming type way. And I think, too, one of the reasons Adam Grant, he was going to be my other honorable Mm -hmm. mention. So I had Dak Shepard, who actually, that's how I learned about Adam Grant. And the way that Adam Grant, like, actively chooses to bring women into the conversation, actively calls out discrimination against, like, people of color and minorities, I think he does it in a really graceful way that doesn't come across as, like, too politically anchored it just comes across as like very well thought and I'm really appreciative of that especially I think I am looking forward to continuing to learn from him I actually have his book the originals on my nightstand right now I tend to be like very emotion driven and so for somebody to speak passionately but not be so emotional I think is really valuable and that's why he like is on a little bit of a I don't want to say pedestal because that sounds scary but he's definitely like in his own league in regards to that yeah definitely I think anytime I've come across somebody who can communicate ideas or thoughts that I have in a way that's totally different than I can and sometimes even more effective I think is like the coolest 
the coolest thing. Like he takes these thoughts and ideas that I've had or like inklings of an idea or concept Mm -hmm. and actually verbalizes it so well and so eloquently that I'm just like, what else can you pull out of my brain, Adam? Yeah, right? Yeah. (laughs) Could you just vocalize all my thoughts because they would just sound so much more coherent. (laughs) A million percent. Yeah. (laughs) And so with that, that's all of our people. We have officially put it out into the universe. Mm. Now all... I think for our follow-up and accountability on us to follow through on this manifestation. I'm scared to say this, but after this episode comes out, Jacqueline, I think we send some emails and we attach this file (laughs) to everyone listed in this episode. I think you're right. Mm -hmm. And I think, and I've I've thought about something similar to this where it's like, you know, you may not have someone's direct line. But a lot of times, like, the agency or representation that someone has, especially when they're, like, well-known, which all of these people are, there is some sort of email for some manager at some agency that you can send. And even if it goes in a junk folder, at least we know we did it. And Taylor, that does scare me. But (laughs) um, I think it's really worth doing. And I think that you're totally right that we have to follow it up with an accountability step. Yeah. And I think something that we can offer too, I feel like sometimes I feel like talking about, I just feel like people get exposed sometimes to the same stuff that I do or like come across it, discover something at the same time I discover something. Mm -hmm. And that's totally not true. Like people find things through so many different layers of life, right? And come across things and so many different ways. Like even us, we didn't come across Adam Grant in the same way or mm-hmm. Brene Brown. Or like Brene, we, yeah. Before we ever talked about those people with each other, like we both knew about them <laughs> and found them at different points in life. So I think too, like, you know, just having them on here could, you know, I don't know if all of our listeners have heard of these names, you know? Yeah. And I think it would be cool to like be in expander in that way to like offer some new information like that's the whole point of like why we wanted to do this podcast right like we're not experts Mm -hmm. we're just simply sharing things that we've come across that think would be helpful for anyone else (laughs) yes yes so I think that (laughs) I think this has been a good lesson in manifesting and we've put Mm -hmm. some good energy out there and I'm excited to see where we go. By the time this episode comes out, Honey and Heart will be like four and a half months old. And even just knowing that like people are listening to it, I feel like we say this every episode and I promise (laughs) guys like there'll be a time where we stop talking about it, but we're still kind of just in our off phase. Like we're really just excited and it's all new and it's changing constantly and we're appreciative of you being along for the ride and also joining in. So if you don't know who any of these people are, definitely reach out to us and give them a follow on social medias. Check out their books from your local library. Podcasts and TED Talks are free. And mm-hmm. with that, make sure you sign up for our email list, y'all. We, we put out new emails every time we have new content. And it's a great way to know when we have new episodes. They come out every other Wednesday. Staying in touch with our email list is a great way to connect with us in our community because we'll be sure to keep you filled in on everything coming out from us. Mm-hmm. 
So thanks for listening and being part of our community in the chaos. Bye, Jacqueline. Bye, Taylor. Thank you.